I V M. Hello everyone, welcome to Triangle of Friends. It was a very weird day in sport, wasn't it? If you followed the Premier League, there was losses for Man United and Liverpool and big, big, uh, big, big results. 6-1, 7-2, what was that? Then I thought that Lakers would bring some sort of normalcy to the day and they ended up losing against a depleted Miami Heat by 11-point margin. We didn't see that coming. We'll talk all about that. Jimmy Butler and LeBron James, they've been having quite a rivalry. They've been talking, trash-talking each other. And as a podcaster, I don't mind it. It gives us a lot to talk about. But I can see the agony and pain on Nishan's face. We'll talk all about that. AD when missing, we'll talk all about that and all that more in today's episode of Triangle of Fence. Hey Nishant, what's up? You don't look too happy after the loss yesterday. I think largely that's because of the time at which the game tipped off. It's 5am India time. Um, so I had to stay up all night to watch that shit show. That's the only part that, but otherwise, look, I, I initially thought Lakers in five, changed it to Lakers in six, then, you know, backtracked and said, no, 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 Lakers in five it is. I'm going to stick to Lakers in five. And this was the one game that they, that they dropped. When you predict, when you gamble, when you bet, you do it on things that have already happened. You hardly ever do it on things that have never, ever happened. This Miami Heat winning, winning it all, I don't know. Technically, it has happened once or twice, but can't see it happening. With the Lakers, you know this pattern. It's Lakers in five throughout, first of all, every series so far. In each of those series, they've either had them themselves go and drop the first game, where they were still kind of calibrating themselves against the opponents. Or as in the case of the Denver Nuggets series, you knew there'd be a game in between where you'd see complacency creep in and they, they lose that killer instinct for a bit. And, you know, they just, they just say, oh, let's screw it. We'll get them in the next run. Happened against Denver. In, in very similar fashion, I must say, where Denver came out all guns blazing and Anthony Davis just went missing in the first half. Very similar here. I think that's where his, his inexperience sort of shows sometimes because you can't have this happen in back-to-back series. We know, we know you're that good. We know you can still come back, win it all, and probably even be finals MVP. But this isn't how a player of your caliber is supposed to play, right? You, you, you don't get days off in the middle of a high-voltage, high-leverage uh, series. You don't get to sit back and chill. I mean, it's all cool to come out, watch a couple of Kobe Bryant videos and, and replicate his quotes and say, we're 2-0 up, but job's not finished. We're not going to smile until it's not finished. Then fucking play like it then. You, you can't say all of that and then play like the job's finished. Because Anthony Davis came out like the job's finished. It wasn't. Um, far from it. And Jimmy Butler gave them a, a rude awakening and full full credit to that that Miami Heat. They overcame a high-scoring Lakers bench. They overcame another near triple-double from LeBron James. And they came and they did it all riding on the back of Jimmy Butler, who put up... And this is, this is historic right here. People are going to talk about it for years to come. One of my favorite finals performances came in the uh, Lakers-Philly series, which... That was the second of Lakers' three back-to-back. The, the Kobe and Shaq Lakers that repeated. The second of those titles came against Philadelphia. Who had Allen Iverson and then a bunch of other guys. Good squad, but, but really it was AI's team. The Lakers, to that point, had swept everyone in every single round of the playoffs. So they came to the NBA Finals having not dropped a single game. And they won the Finals in five. So they just dropped a single game that entire postseason. And that happened because Allen Iverson just went off for 48 points in an all-world performance. And, and everyone knows that performance. Everyone remembers that performance. This is that kind of performance. 40, 11, 13, two steals, couple of blocks. 
I mean, he just put on a show. Seventy percent is what he shot. Um, that's his. That's his efficiency. It's, it's unreal. The the kind of numbers that Jimmy Jimmy Butler put up. And this is old school basketball. This is post moves. This is mid range. This is driving to the rim. Not a single three pointer attempted in that forty point triple yeah. double. How, how often yeah. do you see that in the modern game? So, yeah. uh, Jimmy went old school on the Lakers. Kind of put them in their place, and he did all this while defending LeBron. It's almost like Kawhi Leonard for the Spurs, but even better on the offensive end. Full credit to the Miami Heat. Great game. They got their one win. I don't think it's it's easy to replicate this. Possible, and maybe outside chance that they win another one. But I'm still sticking to Lakers in five. Um, and I would fully expect to see a pumped up, just pissed off LeBron in um, in the next game because he sure was at the end of this one. Absolutely. I mean, he walked off with ten seconds remaining, and we talk about all about LeBron's legacy, his. the pr that comes along with him and all that but then this was kind of unlebroni right because how do you walk off when the game's not done yet i know it's game over and you just have to wait for the 10 seconds and miami have the ball and they just wait for time to run out but are uh, you you're expected to stay out there shake hands with your opponent wish them a good game and walk off what was this i mean i guess he saw the documentary and you know it's like the pistons walked off so <laughs> and the celtics before them walked off so No, I think that was that, that was a rare. He's always, you know, a model citizen of the court. He's always setting examples as a professional, as an athlete. Sometimes too nice, right? That's that's always the criticism that sometimes he's too nice. Um, this wasn't one of his best moments. I think that was, dare I say, disgraceful that he walked off like that. Certainly not something I want to see as a fan. Um, certainly not a legacy that the Lakers are going to be proud of and and what the brand represents. I thought that was just disrespectful, straight up. Um, but he's been known to sulk every now and then. It's just sad that he had to do it publicly on such a on a stage deserving of such respect. But it, it happened. It is what it is. I think he was pretty honest in the post match where he said, you know, he was asked a direct question if it was frustration or if it was just, you know, the game was over and you walked off because you knew it was done. The, there was no chance, and he said both. That's all he said. He said both. but you could tell he's not it's not exactly something he was particularly proud of it happened not his best moment we can move on but people are going to remember this we spoke about jimmy butler going old school uh, it was the first 40 point game in an nba final since shaq and only the third ever to do it apart from shaq and kareem that's nice company to be in it was also the only the third 40 point triple double in an nba final along with jerry west and lebron james himself another great uh, list to be a part of But where exactly was this final one? Because if you look at the stat line, it looked like Lakers and Miami went toe to toe. Yet they ended up with eleven point difference. Uh, the shooting, I think, was the main differentiator here. I mean, the efficiency at which Miami shot compared to what Lakers shot. Because three pointing sucked for both teams. They were around thirty three versus thirty five percent. Rebounds, not lot, not not a lot to separate them. The steals, blocks, everything was pretty much on par. Where exactly was this game one then? It was all was it all Jimmy Butler's efficiency because he got seventy percent shooting right? Yeah, I think it was largely that, that's pretty much it, right? That's what separates the teams because otherwise it was a, a pretty evenly contested match. I think both teams had a decent support off the bench. Um, I think it it finally just came down to because they they also took largely the same number of shots. I think one shot at him separates the the two two teams. So it just came down to whoever made better shots, whoever took. better percentage shots and i don't want to put it down to just better shooting i think the lakers shot garbage some of them and we'll talk about that but i think miami heat 
did their thing again and we've spoken about this particular aspect of the heat offense before is they have this innate ability to because of their superior ball of the ball movement they always create situations where there's there's an open guy for a shot and the team never fails to find a, a passage for the ball to get to that open guy they never fail to hit the open guy with a pass and then you kind of live and die with a shot right and more often than not they they've got pretty good shooters across the floor spreading the floor spacing the floor and they live that shot so they did that very well so i don't want to make it sound as simple as lakers missed their shots which they did and the miami heat hit better shots they did but but the reason why they were able to is because they put themselves in a position to take better percentage shots which the lakers did not now who really screwed it up for the lakers because you look at anthony davis he shot 66% but how many shots did he take lebron james 56 57% how many shots did he take that's problem a that that your biggest players aren't really shooting as much as they should that your biggest players aren't shooting as much as they should and then you've got your you know rondo and danny rondo and danny green combined for 14 attempts and hit two of them both of them rondo two of eight that's atrocious oh for three in that danny green oh for six oh this guy is is a 15 million dollar player in the nba finals goes oh for six oh for four from three and miss the other brick the other close range shots too danny green has been balls out atrocious from the first game of the postseason he's been pathetic I, it's a shock that he starts on a team as good as the lakers and and anyone who says you know this lakers team is just walking to the finals yeah try try doing that carrying a bomb like this on your squad i and i love danny green but he's just he's he's been pathetic this season there's no two ways about it kcp stepped up on a bunch of times dwight howard contributes like nobody else and he deserves that starting lineup spot and we know the other two and their resumes but danny green has no business even being within a whiff of the of the lakers uniforms and and it's going to cost them in games like these where it's tight it's going to cost them over 6 that's terrible yeah minus 15 in the game it's just terrible so so i think that's ultimately where they lost the game is is a these brick shots and miami heat just taking better shots making better shots making more shots but also the fact that you're telling me you have a finals mvp candidate in anthony davis he plays 32 minutes first of all why is that why wasn't he played more when clearly at no point were the lakers cruising at no point were they really in control of the game and largely they were also trailing he plays 32 minutes i don't get that and in 32 minutes you put up nine shots really i mean anthony davis took less shots than markif morris took less shots than kyle kuzma it's just none of this makes sense so so i think the lakers this was a lackluster lazy performance they kind of got points where they got points and this loss came despite markif morris and kyle kuzma dropping 19 points each i mean that's a ridiculous output remember how we said even if the lakers yeah. get a third score going into high double digits it's over i mean the high tens it's over and they had two and they still break the game so it is a terrible performance all around from the lakers but but full credit to the miami heat because it, this was in no small part because of the defense they played that forced lakers to take a lot of bad shots that 2 3 zone was finally working okay the lakers didn't show up but still credit to the miami defense for making that zone work forcing bad shots and that's the ball game quick note to the end the, that company that jimmy butler's in first guy to score a 40 point uh, first guy to have a 40 point game in the nba finals since shaq and who was it only shaq and kareem that kareem. had done it before kareem. that's great company to be in the other list 40 point triple doubles in the nba final he has lebron james for company lebron james 
is three and six in the finals. He's lost six times, twice as many as he has won. And this is just for kicks. We know what what a great player he is, but three and six in the finals. Jerry West is one and eight in the finals. He has lost more NBA finals than any other player alive. <laughs> He's been to nine finals, won once. And I think that once was with Will Chamberlain. So not that great a list to be in right now for Jimmy Butler. Not where you'd want to be, but you know, it is what it is. Well, that's one way to look at it. Uh, that 80 point that you made is pretty interesting. And now that brings me to a question that I think you like analyzing and debating. If I had to make a franchise and if I give you three options, uh, beat Yanis because he's the league MVP and the best around, but no shooting game. It's all in the paint. Or AD, who is a better all-round game. He can be a beast under the rim. He can shoot. He can do everything. Or someone not as talented, but has all the, ta- all the leadership qualities you would want in a Jimmy Butler. Who's a better option? And he's done it. Uh, this season is like Jimmy Butler building a franchise around him. Who do you think is a better ta- better player to start off a franchise with? I like Jimmy Butler a lot and I really do value leadership. I think it's it's such an underrated um, intangible that you don't really look at often when you look at championship teams unless it's a legendary leader like Jordan or one of those. But but even a Chris Paul, all these guys are excellent leaders and they make the team better, they make systems better, they elevate teams and make um, lineups better than the sum of their parts. And that that's really what leadership is to me. And I value that. But it's true that high quality leadership is a lot easier to find and a lot more common compared to players of the caliber of Anthony Davis or Tim Duncan or you know Kobe, Shaq, whatever, any, any of these guys. It's a lot harder to get a generational talent like that. And Anthony Davis absolutely is a generational talent. I'm not saying this now. Go back to my Facebook timeline. All the way back from 2013, I've been fanboying over this guy because he he really is phenomenal. I've never seen a skill set combo like this. He's Tim Duncan with guard skills. Like, beat that. Greatest power forward ever with guard skills added. So, if I were to start a franchise today, I absolutely would take Anthony Davis. I wouldn't even have a second thought about it. Because as good as um, Giannis is, throughout the evolution of the game. And this was earlier a big man's game, mind you, the NBA. This was heavily favoring the big man. Today, it's more of, you know, three shooting and even the big big guys face the floor and they hit their threes. But even when it was the big man's game, a big man alone never won it. Because a big man alone has limitations and you can double and triple team him. And if the team around him sucks, then that's your answer. That's exactly what they do to Giannis every year. That's what they did to Shaq. Um, Shaq never won in Orlando. Though he had an incredible penny hard away, he never won in Orlando. First it was Jordan, then it was something else, something else, blah, blah, blah. But they never won. Even when Jordan wasn't there, Shaq went to the finals lost. To whom? Houston Rockets. Had a big guy, Olajuwon, finals MVP, but they also had great guards. So, in the, in the history of the league, you've got, you can't really win without guys that take and make big shots consistently. And if, you, if you're relying on a mercurial superstar center or a big guy that can't shoot, then that guy is never going to win unless you pair him up with, with an all-world guard. Like put Giannis with a Dame Lillard. That's, that's a chip. You know? But Giannis alone, you see what happens when, when the guys around him suck. Anthony Davis alone is good enough to win the chip if you load a good squad around him. Like put Anthony Davis in this Miami Heat team and they'll be pretty damn good. But uh, they reached the finals with Butler as well. They did. Are they going to win it? Would and that's what I'm saying Anthony, Anthony Davis? Davis would. And and that's that's season okay. one. And you can get stronger and stronger. Like you can add a guard. 
somebody like say uh, Zach Levine or uh, any any good shooting guard um and bolster the lineup and you'll just get so much stronger with with Jimmy Butler it's great leadership they've already overachieved i don't think with this squad they're going to make the finals again next season they've already overachieved i don't think they're going to win leadership's great and by the way even if they do win i don't think it's the leadership of jimmy butler that gets them to the promised land i think then that he'll have announced himself as really that good of a player because just the leadership alone not going to cut it if, if it's in addition to the skill set wow i mean that's a team duncan then why not but yanis ad i'd pick ad any given sunday and then twice or thrice on on a monday and so on and so on it's just he, it's too much of yanis is slightly better as a defender but ad can bridge that gap so there's nothing much to pick there on offense ad is just as dominant in the low post he may not have the juggernaut momentum that yanis has but he has all of those moves that get him easier easier points which also means it's a game that will age well as yanis gets older and the physicality sort of takes a back seat a bit is his game going to age well it's not something we saw with shack but with tim duncan you know well into his 30s he was playing his game call malone well into his 30s um, kareem so if i were building a 10 15 year old plan and a franchise around a superstar any given day anthony davis all right i think a fair assessment the only reason i asked it is because butler has done it this season yanis had an opportunity to do it this season but we saw that and last season we saw that he didn't really make the cut ad has lebron james so it's not really the same boat but if he didn't have lebron james would he have reached the finals i don't think so yeah but then uh, it's not a fair comparison right because ad ad's history has been either he's been on an amazing team with lebron james or he's been on a bunch of shit teams in new orleans he's never been in the middle like jimmy butler if that's the argument by the way jimmy butler was on a phenomenal 76ers team last year with ben simmons and embiid and they didn't get it done and they bounced out game 7 kawhi leonard so leadership alone is never going to cut it it's great it's amazing to see it makes for some great wallpapers and you you can share those quotes till kingdom come but if kobe bryant was just the leader that he was and he wasn't that great a leader by the way if he was just the leader that he was minus the game nobody would be talking about his quotes fair enough i think i'll give that to you and yeah i mean can't really complain about ad being your main man there but now uh, coming back to the finals uh, miami are back in it 2-1 uh they might have dragic and adebayo back does that give them a chance i mean it could be closer than what we expected or are you going to say you're not going to win in five until you drop a game yeah i think i'm going to stick to that and and i say this in all seriousness even with bam back and dragic will it be closer yes if they play to their potential yes um but a lot of reasons why the lakers dropped this game is faults of their own making I wouldn't be surprised if if Danny Green doesn't get to smell the ball so much as shoot it next game. Because <laughs> it's not one game. He's been bad throughout. He's been just flat out miserable throughout the postseason. It's just not working out. There's, there's no other way around it. He's going to get a free ring and you know, he should enjoy it. But there's no way Anthony Davis has another game like that. He wasn't off color. He wasn't off form. He just didn't, he, he didn't even try. It, it wasn't that you know, he took 20 shots and he missed 12, 14 of them. He took nine shots. He took less shots than Kyle Kuzma and Markeith Morris, both of whom played well less minutes than him. That doesn't happen. That's just a lackluster performance. That's just poor planning, poor execution, and just an all-round complacent Lakers squad. I don't think that's going to happen. And if if they come out all guns blazing, and and I I know it. We've seen this for too many seasons now. Nine times he's been to the finals. 
a pissed off lebron james is not a player anyone would want to face in the league because this is the thing about lebron and and everyone says this and i agree he doesn't have that jordan kobe just 24/7 flat out assassin mode that's not him he's a lot stronger a lot wiser there are things that he can do that no other player can not even jordan not kobe because he's got the skill set and the size that neither of those guys had he is built like magic but with jordan's athleticism or perhaps even more right so it's it's just the combination he is thanos he really is so a lot of times lebron james even when he's putting up triple doubles he is playing at maybe 70 75% of of max potential i mean if you, if you watch anime this isn't even his final form a pissed off lebron james is not a player that that any defender can likely handle kawhi leonard did it once and he and he got the finals mvp the year that um the golden state warriors got their first chip in in several years and um, igodala got the finals mvp for guarding lebron lebron averaged like 35 13 and 8 or something in that series and and igodala got finals mvp for restricting him to 35 13 and 8 or some such um i think it's just too much to handle uh, uh, firing on all cylinders lebron james and anthony davis it's it's too much for any team to overcome um certainly not this this heat team i really respect them i do but it's the lakers series to lose it always has been regardless of bam or dragic coming back um, unless the lakers fail to turn up there's really nothing that the heat can do about it uh, does it also put lebron ahead in the finals mvp race because anthony davis just went to went to sleep yesterday and lebron almost has a triple double in each of the games that he's played yeah i think look these awards are are so heavily narrative driven these awards that is probably lebron james award anyway lebron james But has to play well yeah i mean lebron james has to play well and the lakers have to win for him to win finals mvp now the lakers have to win and anthony davis has to play like nobody's ever played before to win finals mvp it really is that that heavy the the bias of of reputation so i think it's lebron's anyway to lose but you know, knowing having seen lebron james over the years like we all have um i think these are some honors that he doesn't mind letting go so long as he sets up his team for for success we've seen this in the past i wouldn't be surprised if he sets up anthony davis to go you know become that guy and if that does happen um it'll be one of those rare passing of the torch sequences that are happening within the same franchise it usually happens you know it went from bird to johnson to to jordan um you know jordan to kobe it happened in the all star game so to speak and then kobe to lebron never quite happened cuz kobe had that horror injury and then he just and there was a weird transition with novitski showing up on here and then it was lebron after that this this would be a genuine passing of the torch for me and happening in the same franchise that that would be a special sight so i i think it's lebron's again to lose um because anthony davis would have to be exponentially better than everyone else on the floor to be the finals mvp all right uh, so you still sticking with the lakers in five prediction then one last chance to change it No, it's okay. I'm not going to die if I miss it. It's fine. I'm, I'm going to stick to. <laughs> What's the worst that'll happen? I'll be the first analyst to get a prediction wrong. <laughs> Come on. No, I think you won't be the first. It's you won't likely be the last. that uh, yeah. Lakers in five. I think that should always have been my call. I had jitters once, and I said Lakers in six. But um, it should be Lakers in five. It's going to take just a, a terrible stink job on multiple fronts for the Lakers to drop this from here. All right. Uh, we'll see how that turns out. Uh, we have two rest days because the the next game is on Wednesday, uh, Thursday morning. If you're in India, but we'll be talking about 
we'll be talking in, as a preview to that game. We'll see how Miami really heat up, if I can call it that. And if Bam and Dragic are back, I think it's going to be really close. And Lakers should have it easy if they're not back, or even if one of them is not back. But if they're back, I think it'll be close. Yeah, I think so. I think so. It'll be a good contest, but yeah, I'd expect we'll the Lakers goes. to see it through. Yeah, um, let's see. Let's see how it goes. All right. Uh, always nice talking to you. And for everyone tuning in, thank you. And we'll be back soon. All right, man. Cheers. See you.